Welcome to Invitations to Play, Learn, Grow, the podcast. I am your creative solutions creator and professional mess maker. And I want to wish everyone listening a happy Thanksgiving. Now, that will be of importance to those who are listening in the U.S., as tomorrow is Thanksgiving, and our friends in Canada have already celebrated their equivalent of Thanksgiving, aka Canada Day. Oh, say that three times fast. (laughs) So I want to extend a special current and belated Thanksgiving slash holiday to them as well. I hope that your holiday season is off to a good start and that you are excited about the coming holiday season and the end of 2020. This is not the year that any of us planned for. This was a purely chaotic year. Hopefully, you were able to find bits and pieces of calm and excitement and joy and all of those good things that we look for in more normal times. Hopefully we will get back to more normal very soon and resume more normal activities. But for now, we are still in a awkward unfamiliar, cautiously distanced, yet still trying to engage state. And last week we talked about taking advantage of that and still having virtual celebrations. And last week I shared with you some fun ways that you can bridge the divide, the gap, and feel more connected though you are celebrating from a distance. And so I would encourage you to check out last week's episode. But this week, I wanted to extend those ideas a little bit and get into a more difficult topic. So last week we talked about creating virtual celebrations and I talked about using meeting software to bridge that divide. Whether you do a virtual meal or virtual group games, after your meal, 
or a virtual gift exchange in the month of December for that string of holidays, or perhaps you throw a virtual party, which is something I'm going to offer in the month of December. And probably early January as well. I will do one for Christmas and I will do one for New Year's, I think. So you can watch all of my social media for those details or you can reach out to me directly because I would love to have you participate. So... I would encourage you to find your own fun ways to set up those virtual celebrations during this time of festive celebration. But there is a darker side to the colder weather. Now, if you've followed me for any length of time, you are probably well aware of the fact that I have stated many times that I enjoy the snow. Living in the upper Midwest, generally we have a long period of time where we get quite a bit of snow from year to year. And I get as excited about the snow as I do about the warm, sunny weather. However, along with that snow comes gray skies and less sun, which is something that I do not enjoy. And you yourself may struggle with the lack of sun. And the kids in your life may be affected by that as well. And that's what I want to get into this week. The changes in nature and the winter blues that you or the kids in your life may experience as we go into winter. So some of the things I want to touch on that tend to go along with the winter blues, are things like fatigue, feeling isolated, becoming more easily stressed, and feeling overstimulated in general. And I want to talk about some things that help me reduce those experiences and those feelings. So fatigue. It is very easy to fall into not wanting to leave the house in the winter. As I said, it tends to be very gray and gloomy and cold and wet and uncomfortable and a lot of effort to get out of the house. And so why bother? Well, 
What I would say is, why bother? Because it's good for you. It's good for you to get out and do something. So that may mean getting out and doing a sport or going for a walk or taking a fitness class or engaging in some kind of a fitness class virtually, which I would still encourage you to do outside. So physical activity is the first topic that I want to cover that can help you and the kids in your life avoid fatigue, but also reduce the winter blues. The more active you stay, the more distracted you tend to be, and you reduce the chance that you're going to focus on the gloomy weather and the uncomfortable atmosphere that it can create. And you push yourself through that feeling of fatigue because you're looking forward to the activity. And that is the key here, is to give yourself things to look forward to that distract from the sad, lonely, depressed, stressed, overstimulated things you might start to experience. So some of the ways that you can increase your physical activity in the winter are doing things like going sledding, or ice skating, or building snow people, or snow forts. These are things that I've talked about in other episodes of this podcast for other reasons, but these are ways for you to be physical and creative at the same time. And giving yourself outlets to burn off that negative energy physically, mentally, and emotionally, as well as tying in a creative outlet, is the key to fighting off winter blues. Being physically active and Exercising your creative juices is a great way to burn down fatigue because you are stimulating yourself. You're engaging your creative process and you're in motion and therefore fatigue, rather, doesn't stand a fighting chance because you are moving. And the more you move, the more you get engrossed in the activity you're participating in and the more you become excited to continue doing it. 
So some of you may cringe at the idea of getting out into the wet and to the cold. And if that is the case, I would say force yourself to do it anyways. Even if it's just for a few minutes at a time. Force yourself to get up, get moving, and get outdoors, which creates a new environment, which in and of itself burns off that fatigue, lazy, uninspired feeling. But if you're absolutely dead set against going out, find ways to do these things indoors. How can you do that? Well, if you have hardwood or linoleum floors, or even, you can even do this on carpeting, you can create an ice rink indoors. You can take shopping bags and tie them around your shoes or your stocking feet and practice ice skating moves. You want to start out slowly because it is a very different thing than skating on a skating blade and it is quite slippery under your weight. So you want to practice first, especially with kids. And (laughs) if you fall and fumble indoors, chances are much lower of getting hurt, but you're also going to have a really good laugh. And laughing is another great way to distract your emotional state and to burn off that fatigued feeling. So how can being physically active eliminate isolation? Well, when you're out and about and you're doing something, chances are you're going to encounter other people, hopefully in the current circumstances, from a distance or with extreme precautions. But if you have multiple people in your household, you can go as a group and do a physical activity. And again, the combination of getting out of your normal environment, doing something physical as a group activity, again, (laughs) ice skating, playing in the snow, or even going around the neighborhood and shoveling other people's snow can be a form of physical activity which does get you out in a socially distanced safe way and it gives you a good feeling because you're doing something for other people. So that can be a physical activity that eliminates isolation because you can do it in pairs, still maintain social distance, but still have that element of socialization and engagement, which reduces isolation. And that brings us to stress. Physical activities 
are perfect channels for reducing stress. The more physical you are, the more effort you can put into an activity, and the more that stressed out feeling melts away. Those stressed out thoughts dissipate because you're burning off that stress in a physical manner. Again, you can go skiing, you can go ice skating, you can build a snow fort, you can shovel the snow, you can build snow people. You can come up with all kinds of physical activities that you can do to burn off stress in spite of the cold, wet, gloomy winter weather. Overstimulation. How does physical activity reduce overstimulation? Physical activity redirects your attention to your body. So if you're feeling over visually stimulated or emotionally stimulated or auditorily overstimulated, getting outside and doing something physical can very quickly reduce that overstimulated, overwhelmed feeling. Because especially in the wintertime, I've noticed being outdoors, even if you're not doing anything, but being outdoors, it's very quiet and very peaceful, and you can focus, and you immediately start to feel more calm. A snowball fight or a snow-built obstacle course are two other great ways to socially distance and engage in physical activity which can reduce all of these negative experiences associated with winter blues as well. And it's actually a really great one because you can change it up over and over and over again. And it, again, engages critical thinking and mental energy as well as physical energy because you physically have to manipulate the snow, to create your obstacle course. So you could plan out your obstacle course as a group first and then go out and actually create it. And you could do this as neighbors as well because you could go through an obstacle course and each build one obstacle in your yard or on your sidewalk, or however you want to lay it out, and then time each other to go through each person's obstacle, which automatically creates a sense of physical distance because you're at your house, they're at their house, and you're each going through an obstacle at the same time, but you're going through different obstacles which are spaced far apart. And so you're creating competition and challenge 
at the same time. So then my second uh, element here is, well, an element itself is getting out into the natural elements. And again, we talked about skiing and playing in the snow and ice skating and doing, going on a nature hike. Doing these things that involve other mental elements are a great way to burn off your fatigue because you're forcing yourself to move. You're forcing yourself to think. So being in the natural elements is a great opportunity to build a scavenger hunt. And this is another thing that you can do socially distanced in the winter elements with other people, but distance. You can create a scavenger hunt over a virtual call and then go out into your own natural spaces and search for these items and then gather back online at a specific time and have a conversation or dive deeper into the elements that you found and share stories about how you found them and where you found them and how the clues that you came up with sparked you to understand where you might find specific elements. But for me, again, even though it's dark and it's gloomy and there's no sun, and the longer the winter goes on, the more I crave the sun, being outside makes me feel so much better. I actually start to feel happier just being outside because it looks and feels and sounds different than being indoors all the time. So one of the things that I enjoy doing is getting outside to shovel the snow. Yes, I actually enjoy shoveling the snow for all of these elements. It helps me reduce my stress. It gets me active, which cuts down that fatigue and isolated feeling because I'm doing something and I'm in the elements and I'm observing my outdoor surroundings and I'm seeing things and I'm hearing things and I'm feeling things that I wouldn't get in the house. So that comes back to that overall lesson that I want you to take away from this, which is find things to look forward to. I look forward to the snow. We had snow the other day, and it was kind of a very light all-day snow, and I loved it. I was geeked. I was so excited. I love the look and the feel and the sound of snow. I love it. Now the wet, heavy, watery snow is not so much fun to shovel. To get cleaned up, 
but it is so calming and exciting at the same time. And that is the third element that I wanted to share with you is engaging in calming activities. I find the snow very calming and relaxing. I love to sit by a window with a cup of coffee and watch the snowfall. And then I love to get up, get bundled up, get out in the snow and either build with it or shovel it up. I love everything about it. Call me crazy, but I thoroughly love the change of seasons where I live. And you get just enough of each season that by the time the next one comes around, you are ready for it. So I welcome the winter and I welcome the snow. I love it. And snow is a calming activity. So you can do all kinds of fun things that can be calming in the snow. You can make a snow angel. You can shovel. You can build snow people. You can build a snow village where you build igloos and forts and houses and all kinds of fun things with the snow. And it's hard work and you get exhausted, but it can also be calming if you're lucky enough to get out and play in the snow as it's falling. And a couple of years ago, I actually was able to capture some pictures of individual snowflakes where you could see the designs and the shapes of each flake with your naked eye. It was really cool. It's not something you get a chance to see all the time. One individual flake fall flat so that you can see it. But it's a very cool experience if you ever get that chance. And I hope you do. If not, create your own snowflakes. You can experiment with ice and turning ice into snow. And that in itself can be a calming experience. Whether you shave the ice and turn it into snow or do other science experiments that explore the different stages of frozen water to create snow and ice and frost and all of those things. Art can be and is a very calming experience. And art can be a great way to avoid and reduce winter blues. Cooking can be a calming experience. These are all things that you can do. Now, these things will keep you indoors, but these are things that you can do if you start to be overwhelmed by the winter blues that can lift your spirits. 
you can use the outdoor natural elements that we talked about a few minutes ago and bring them indoors and turn them into art. You can go again, as we said, for a nature walk and collect pine branches and pine cones and tree branches and make your own Christmas trees or your own wreaths or you can use those natural elements as a part of your snow people. It's totally up to you. The idea is that you get out in these natural elements and experience the outdoors and recognize the positive emotions that being outside can give you and give the kids in your life. And you will notice that the negative feelings of the winter blues disappear. The fatigue, the isolation, the stress, the overstimulation, because you're focused on the exploration and discovery of those natural elements that then I would encourage you to turn into art, which is a calming activity. Which also reduces your stress, eliminates overstimulation, prevents you from falling into feeling isolated and trapped indoors, and magically you no longer feel fatigued until you sit down at the end of the day and you're probably going to be exhausted because outdoor fresh air tends to make you feel more relaxed and you become tired more quickly because you've had a fun experience outdoors and that is a good thing. So I hope that you have a wonderful Thanksgiving if you are celebrating tomorrow. If not, happy Thursday. And I hope that if you get the opportunity, I hope you will look forward to the winter weather and the coming snow. And you will look for the opportunities to explore and engage, and learn, and build skills while being out in nature. Because winter can be an exciting time, just like the sunnier times of the year. So I encourage you to take advantage of it. Don't forget to come back next week when I will have another fun learning and skill building topic to cover. But I also want to encourage you to check out the creativecampusonline.com where, again, you will find information in the coming days and weeks on those learning experiences that I talked about at the beginning of the episode for New Year's and the upcoming holiday season throughout the month of December, I'm going to hold some events where we're going to share activity ideas, do things together, get to know each other, and have a whole lot of fun. 
So I hope you will participate in those experiences because I would love to put some names and faces to the people who tune in each week to these episodes. And I want to thank you for joining me each and every week. I hope you get as much out of these episodes and ideas as I get out of sharing them with you. So thanks for joining me this week, and I will talk to you soon.